Shut up, I love it. She may be weary, them young girls, they do get weary. Shut up. This isn't the sing-along song with Joe. This is Shut Up, I Love It. (laughs) With Joe and Sasha. Welcome, everybody. This is Shut Up, I Love It. A sing-along and also a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something, someone underrated, underappreciated, forgotten, misunderstood, you name it. Did I get it right today, Joe? Did I get the description right? Uh, it was, you know, you've hit some 10 out of 10s with it. This was that an eight? was That was a 7, 8 right. out of 10. But, I mean, <laughs> that's just because we've done so many episodes, we have the scale. We have the scale, and get ready. There will be more scale in this episode. You just wait. Now, who do we have today in the studio? We have a very special guest. She is an actor, improviser. She's in one of my most favorite improv groups of all time, Honeymoon. She's a co-host of Thread Corner Podcast. Welcome, Megan Reesberg. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I'm sure you love that I butchered that song. I even had the lyrics in front of me. I felt and, it. Yeah, I think it was more emotion than uh, than factor. Uh, accuracy rather <laughs> it was That's great me. i loved it <laughs> shut up i loved it oh, oh. There we go. i think we should all shut up for a second <laughs> and now we're good megan what are you here to talk about today on shut up i love it well i'm here to talk about pretty in pink mm, the classic one of the brat pack classics oof tough to say absolutely Wait. not the prat pack which is Chris Pat, Chris <laughs> Evans, and Chris Pine. And mm-hmm. Hemsworth? I feel like we're li- yeah, leaving him out. There. Yeah, there's a bunch of Chris's, but we're not here to talk about them. For those who don't know or forgot, what is Pretty in Pink? Oh, gosh. Pretty in Pink is a John Hughes-written film about, let's see, high school, growing up, and it's all about status, right? Our main character is lower status. She is smart, though, so she's in all those classes with those uh, brilliant bullies that are that are the popular kids, the jocks. There's a lot of bullying that happens. There's a lot of love triangles. There's, the main thing is there's a lot of love. You get love, you lose love, you're just hoping for love. It's a whole bunch of stuff. And a lot of killer outfits. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's right. Uh, Joe, are you familiar with this film? Were you familiar with this film prior to today's recording? So the the thing with any of the John Hughes or Brat Pack movies is I, I, they kind of were... When did they come out? Like the... The 80s, uh, this right? This one came out a year before I was born. So, like, even when... I was old enough to watch these movies, even a young age, like five or six or whatever, when I was watching horror movies that I shouldn't have been watching. This just kind of, they all, I skipped them. I just wasn't in it. And I think a lot of that was just the actor recognition. I like rom-coms, which I, this is not quite a rom-com, but I guess it is. Yeah, I'm it not feels, sure. It feels like cheap to call it a rom-com because it doesn't have like this high concept premise or something. 
Um, but I like that, but I like it for the actors and just, I didn't have any connection with this generation of actors. So this is my first time watching Pretty in Pink, which my fiance hated because she's been begging me to watch it <laughs> for years. Okay. But the way, like having to watch it for the podcast, we could not watch it together. So I was like, hey, so oh. I'm going to be watching Pretty in Pink. Oh. And she's like, what? I'm so sorry. The wedding is off. The wedding is off. Yeah. Return all the fun outfits that you bought. Pretty and white. Pretty and white. Um, I have heard of Pretty in Pink, but I, for some reason, just like heard the name of the movie and I thought it's a it's a rom-com. Like I didn't realize it was a John Hughes movie. So um, I was pleasantly surprised that it was a John Hughes movie. And my husband, uh, who is a big fan of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and for the most part of... Uh, that whole that whole uh, group of films he would he said he doesn't want to watch it with me because he's seen it many times but then he would walk in constantly like from the living room <laughs> like he would swing by and just walk watch the movie standing there right in front of the tv that's and the dad watch <laughs> the dad watch is you never commit to watching the movie you just stand and watch you know 30 yeah. minutes of it yeah so i think I, I would i would classify it as we watched it together even though it seems like he was reluctant but yeah it was my first time as well uh megan how many times have you seen this film and when did your love for this movie start yeah um countless times i have seen this movie <laughs> too many this was one of those first movies where i watched it in high school for the first time and i I think I just had a copy of it or maybe got it from Blockbuster or something. I put, you know, the VHS tape in the player. And then as soon as it was done, I rewound it and had to watch it again. Uh, and mm -hmm. so then I just had a love for this movie. Um, yeah, it, it just resonated with me as a teenager so much more than I expected it to. Of you know, I grew up in a, a probably lower status and had all these bigger dreams and ambitions. And I just loved that this was one of the first female characters that was a nonconformist and didn't really listen to what other people told her and had to take care of her dad. And her dad loved her so much, but he wasn't there. Um, and like the jokes in the movie, I just really, I I was at a point in my life where I was starting to figure out comedy for myself. Mm. And so a lot of the jokes that Ducky would make, I was like, oh, that that's really funny to me and I get it. Uh, the dance sequence, of course, I was doing musical mm. theater in high school and I was like, wow, look at this dance scene. So like all those little things and I've watched it. I only recently watched it for the first time with other people mm -hmm. this past year, which was an experience because I was on the edge of my seat and kept looking for like reactions yeah. <laughs> and it was such a weird experience because I've only ever watched it alone so what were the reactions like how did it go it was a you know it's three dudes <laughs> so like <laughs> probably one was like eh, okay about it and one person you know appreciated it for the music and the art and the other person enjoyed it because I enjoyed it and uh, I don't think anyone hated it that's funny that you said that it, it's dudes because uh, my husband also said before I told like when I told him that I'm going to watch this movie, he said, well, it's a very like, it's like a girl's movie. But then he was like, so you're going to love it. And I was like, that doesn't describe me at all. Like, that, like if it's a girl's <laughs> movie, I'm going to love it. I'm like, like, give me Midsummer and Mandy. I'm like, 
But you know what? I'm um, like spoiler alert. Like exactly, it felt like a girls' movie, and it felt great. Like it was like a perfect, like yeah. I think he he actually was right when he said that. Yeah, he probably was uh, being more specific than he was speaking to be. Right, because you know, it you know, didn't it sound right. Type of girls movie. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and when um, I when I think of girls' movie, I think it's it's more quote unquote girly. But she's very like Andy. The main character is so opposite. Like I, I know we watch her get dressed in the morning, and she puts jewelry on, and we watch her like go through her closet. But for the most part, like I think that might be that, and her making her prom dress are like I feel the girliest things about the film. And otherwise, it's very much about like I said, social, you know, status, and mm-hmm. uh, just making it through and falling in love. But like falling in love with someone you want to versus what society tells you to and, you know, like not giving it. So I don't know. It's it is girly, but it's not the girlyish type. No. Feels more teen than girly. Mm. Yeah. 80s teen. <laughs> yeah, teen. definitely different where they're all 45. Yeah. And they're having I'm, they're having they're having like legit conversations and t- expressing how they feel to the people when they're affected by them. And it's not like. There's no really coy stuff happening. They're very upfront of like, no, I'm mad at you for this reason and go away and, you know. Although Ducky, very funny. We'll get into Ducky, of Mm -hmm. course. But uh, just the moment when he's like, you got to tell her you love her, like hyping himself up. It's like, bro, (laughs) she knows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She knows. You don't need to tell her. He's the only one who doesn't think he's being direct. (laughs) It is. Oh, yeah. Megan, why do you think uh, this film belongs in uh, the Shut Up, I Love It world? Um, you know, I it's it's a category of um, gosh, is there like a uh, hmm? You can create your own <laughs> category. This is this is up to you. You you can do whatever you want without categories. Yeah, I mean, I it fits in to a category of it's known. But it slips under the radar because in the Brat Pack, of course, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club are just known first. And then maybe St. Elmo's Fire and you've got Pretty in Pink. And I feel like in that regard, maybe it's underrated. But even in that, I'm not sure. Because if and Ferris Bueller, I think, is maybe towards the top of that that list. So maybe yeah, it, there are some things that are like classic, like known to be great. But they end up having like the hot topic effect where like you could see someone wearing a pretty and pink t-shirt and being like, this is really cool. Never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where they are. Mm-hmm. And I don't judge those people. It is what it is. But there's a lot of uh, movies, music and other things where that happens to them. And then you have a generation who's it's more um, a symbol than it is a thing anymore. What is that like how things become? what they are then a symbol of what they are and then something some other meaning of what they are i feel like that's what's happened to this movie so just to get into some of the characters uh mm-hmm. so we got andy who is non-traditional like again i don't want to say rom-com right because john hughes is almost its its own genre but uh how is she like a non-traditional female character megan yeah she makes her own clothes right away Mm -hmm. the dad asked how much did you pay for that outfit and she says she goes to a thrift store later on in the film you see her go to a shop to look for prom dresses where uh, benny who is bullying her throughout 
probably all of high school is trying on a very expensive dress and she's like this isn't for me uh, and then she makes her own dress for prom so it's quickly very quickly oh very very quickly she uh, goes into her room mm -hmm. there's a quick montage of her cutting things and mm -hmm. putting uh two pieces of clothes against one another mm -hmm. and then she leaves the room in a beautiful dress and her dad is just shocked because she wow. hasn't even used the bathroom in between like she it, was just so quick is it beautiful though well uh, beautiful in the world of <laughs> in the world of whatever is going on that's true that's true, yeah. that's true. That's I'm right. surprised she didn't take Annie Potts' character's dress. Well, she did. Was it that one? Was so, one or the other? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she gets uh, Iona, Ayana, Iona, up to you and how you say her name. Uh, she's gifted this beautiful dress that I think is incredible and wished it could have been my prom dress. And then her mm -hmm. dad gets her a dress, and, and he didn't know her shoe size, so he didn't get her a pair of shoes. And she combines both of them, and then she makes that. A high neck halter type dress. I don't know how and what parts of the dresses she used to make it, but she did. <laughs> Movie magic. Movie magic for definitely, yeah. With like stockings and shoes to match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, the shoes is like, where'd you get the shoes? I guess a thrift store. Yeah. yeah. Right, $15 a thrift store and everything else she makes herself. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Although there's, like now watching this for the first time where we are versus if I would have watched it when it came out, I think it would have played more that she was broke and poor. But that she basically dresses the way someone hip and has money dresses now, at least in L.A. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so it is kind of funny how that's changed and circled back. Right, right. Like she does have a car. She has a car. Oh, a mm -hmm. great car. Yeah. I really like the car. I, I was shocked when they like revealed that like she has a car that looks very unique and pink. And uh, and then she's talking about some other people's cars. And she's like, he has a fancy car. It's a BMW. And I'm like, you're doing okay. Yeah. You are fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, okay, so we got her, mm -hmm. then we got, uh, Ducky. Let's, let's dig into Ducky, right? I feel like he's our next, uh, the elephant. Incel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> incel Ducky. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> well, you know, that he gets turned down and what does he do? He snaps. <laughs> but he comes around, spoiler alert for, for the movie. It, it is true, but he, he does have incel energy. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, but then, you know, at prom, you see him and you kind of just are like, look at him. He's doing great. <laughs> so great that, like, ladies who used to hate him, the rich, like, one of the rich ladies, right? Like, yeah. these girls, like, she, she just, like, falls for him. She just starts checking him out. And we know he's got, he's got a hot night ahead of him because right. he's wearing... Um, a bolo like, tie. Yeah. And tiny... <laughs> Tiny sunglasses mm -hmm. that uh, is the same size as like a brooch, uh, bro brooch, brooch. What's the word in oh. uh, in English? Yeah, brooch. Uh, like in the yeah brooch in the middle of like his his tie. That's the bolo tie. Mm -hmm. That's so that's the bolo piece. I don't know. So, but like I've got so, like twenty over here. I, I am sure you do. I'm sure it's part of the wedding thing that you're planning. <laughs> Every uh, guest gets one. <laughs> but it's like a weird triangle thing. I don't know. In my brain, it was like he's got the eyes and then he's got a thing on his neck. Mm -hmm. and it's just like three dots. Um, <laughs> and people are people are just horny for it. Yeah. People are horny for him. Yeah. But he has a big arc. A strange arc, too. Strange arc. Yeah, yeah. so 
am I right, Megan, that there's a big like debate in this movie of should she have been with Ducky? Is that what people talk about a lot? Because that's kind of what I've always heard. Yeah, well, the whole thing was that originally the movie ended with her getting with Ducky, but then mm-hmm. the audience, the test audience that watched it, or pre-screen audience, whoever, whoever they were, decided they didn't like it. So they wanted her to end up with Blaine instead of Ducky. So then they had to do reshoots. You know, McCarthy's wearing a wig because he was already doing a different film. It's very distracting when you notice it. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, And then that is why there is a quote-unquote ducket that falls for Ducky. So he's not necessarily alone at the end of the film. And what's Mm -hmm. your opinion on that? Are you happy with how it ended up? Are you a ducky head? Are you a James Spader? Oh, no, I am. a. <laughs> this movie ruined James Spader for me. Even watching him in The Office, I could never mm. love him because of these, this character he played. Because uh, I watched this so many times so young that he was always a villain to me. Um, he has a great villain look. Great villain look at yes, this movie. Yeah. Yes, everything. His, how he stands, his, mm-hmm. what he oozes charisma-wise. Oozes is, a lot. Is, he oozes all He's over the movie. He's leaking on yeah. the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His water is breaking, we can say. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and so I definitely wasn't a fan of uh, Steph. That's his character's name. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I, you know, I guess in the long run, I'm glad she ends up with Blaine only for the fact that he was stuck in a higher status but wasn't high status. Like, he he didn't like his friends that he, quote-unquote, had to be around. He would have much rather fall for a person he was genuinely interested in versus being with someone in his same status bracket. Uh, And for that reason, I, you know, I'm thankful for that. I also think Ducky had a lot of maturing to do. I think he needed to figure out his life because he was purposely quote unquote purposely uh, failing high school because I don't think he was ready for the next step. Even though Andy was going to be going to college with a scholarship, he wasn't. So I think she ended up with the person who, if if we saw another movie, and if we're thinking practically, I think he would be the better choice. Although her, his parents might not, not accept her. Like, we never saw, like, that storyline developed. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. know that from everybody else who are his old friends, they're all saying, oh, your parents are going to hate her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it might be true. We don't know. Yeah, right? They aren't going to make it. They <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just really with any rom-com? You're like, oh, I, I love that movie. They're together. They're not going to make it. Yeah, that's why they don't make movies about what college, what the, the reality of college is like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no meet-cute either in this movie. Like, what? He's already... Really? Is there totally is with Blaine. Yeah, I thought he's just f- falling for her. Oh, my that's a, gosh. That's but like, like you've got but do they, do they run into each other and they drop their books like what's happening remind me bring he it back the, he buys the record oh but i thought he was eyeing her before that that's not a me cute i feel like he seeks her out when she he shows up at the shop he's already like at school like giving her looks like the mm-hmm. moment like like the moment they uh, all end up in the same classroom or whatever like it's it's like he's just looking at her like he had his eye on her before this movie started i'm convinced yeah i would argue that a meet cute is in reference to how the two characters meet not whether or not they knew each other beforehand and so i I, see. I might argue that there is a meet cute uh happening in the computer lab 
when oh, he messages her cool. and then they stand up and see each other, even though it's the third time that they're being, you know, in the same room or hallway or. I think that was the the time for a meet cute. It, but it is true. Like if they're in high school, they would have already gone up through a couple of grades together and they would have known each other. So there's three. Yeah. Three yeah. meet cutes and we embrace them all, which, of course, the computer, <laughs> the computer thing was this. Like, you know, and from our lens, I mean, first of all, very early computer meet cute, mm -hmm. very yeah. early. And also, what technology, this reminds me so much of Sliver, an <laughs> yes. uh, erotic thriller we watched, <laughs> yes. where they also had somebody hack into a girl's computer. But like five years worked. later, five years later, right? Yeah. So what? how did they think computers worked? I don't think it worked like that ever. I don't. They're just like, fuck it, write it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I do love when the when the picture of them shows up and the graphic spins and it aligns mm -hmm. and just how wonderful that is. <laughs> so that never gets followed up, like how his computer skills are crazy. Right. And like he's basically a hacker in the making, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's going to create... Like yeah, no. <laughs> total sense. <laughs> total sense. Um, he's going to, you know, co-create internet, whatever. Internet probably already exists, but you know what I mean? He's going to make it better. Um, and then, to be honest, Andy's sewing skills also like they're there, but they're never like developed as like that's her talent, that's her passion or anything. It's just like a cool thing she does, right? And that like kind of it's almost like glitter for her. Like for her, it's like glitter for one of our former uh, guests. It's just like part of her, like like how she presents herself to the world. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like, oh, and she's going to be a designer or like a fashion designer or anything. Like, nothing. Right. Nothing right. about that. We don't know what she's going to be. But I think this is great because I feel like if this movie were made now, it would be like two and a half, three hours long. We'd get the Too whole long. backstory. We'd see her pick up the first ever thread and needle and watch her become versus just jumping straight into it. She knows how to sew. She loves it. And she's probably going to go to college for it, which I think is so nice versus giving us so everything, nice. you know? Yeah, I appreciate definitely like that a lot more i like a 97 minute movie like there's no <laughs> movie that i don't think should be longer like i mean just like 97 is perfect give yeah. me an 82 Ooh. Ooh. 60 if you can we've had that episode before. <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> so we got ducky uh which you know who am i to judge and and try to figure out anybody's um uh, sexuality but you know the, possibly possibly he might have to figure out that his uh you know he's attracted to not just to straight women like whatever is going on there's I definitely John Cryer <laughs> Will and Grace. but Maybe. I have never seen Will and Grace no he's so, not he's in two and a half men oh yeah but he's gay in that right I don't think so I have not watched the show, but I think I, he, well, he has the son. Uh, okay. I thought, oh, does he have? And the, then, I, I and then Tiger Blood is the uncle, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 I'm I, literally, it's just like more interesting because for, for like a good while, I was like, that's cool. This character has a gay best friend, like early on and we get to see and whatever. Turns out he's in love with her. That's all I'm saying. It was there was a bit of a confusion for me, but uh, maybe he's confused too. So it's all it's all part of the character development. It's all good stuff. Right, uh, right. And then we've got yeah the well he's got crazy eyes right like uh what's what's his name the love interest Blaine Andrew Blaine. McCarthy 
yeah he would do like a little crazy eye sometimes did you notice like a little like just open just like just a smudge just five percent open eyes a little too wide as he says something you're Mm -hmm. like what's hiding behind those eyes there's a little crazy going on yeah it's like oh this guy's cute oh wait i talked to him for five minutes i think he'll murder me Mm -hmm. yeah there's that going on and he she chooses him because Dougie inexplicably switches at the end and says, "You know what? It's all good. Be with him for no good reason. Only because they rewrote the the, the, mm-hmm. the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and hand of God. The hand of God. Uh, and then we've got constantly they were calling her old Iona or Iona. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is like it's like uh, you know potatoes and potatoes. And there's I, people who think she's Iona and people who think she's Iona. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's probably thirty two. I'm guessing." Maybe. 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 She said she's 15 years older than Andy. And mm-hmm. how old is Andy? 16, I assume? Probably, well, I guess like oh, seven. Yeah, 18, 17, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's just say 18, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe 33. But they're like constantly, like they won't stop calling her old. And of course, mm-hmm. she's like a different generation and older. But it's like she's clearly like the mother surrogate, like the mother character for Andy. Mm-hmm. But she's not that old to be that. Nope. So it's, there's, it's definitely like was <laughs> interesting to see that developing. It's like, well, she's living the the life. Like she's presenting what, you know, like her version of love, if this movie is indeed about love, is that like, you know, what what is her what is her version? Why am I talking, Megan? What is what is her version of love of this Ayana character? Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, She's just trying to also find love. She's mm-hmm. she's dating a guy in the beginning who can't who needs a ride to work and she goes, I'm not driving you, take a take the bus. And then you figure he's probably saying, I don't want to ride a bus with all the strangers. Okay, take a cab. Then he probably doesn't have money for a cab. So she's she's a strong businesswoman, great style, great decorating mm-hmm. skills, uh, who's out on her luck with finding the right man until, sorry to spoil, later on when she meets a grown man and she she herself grows up um, and she's the mentor, I'd say, for Andy. Uh, but they're also on the same, I feel, the same maturity level. So yeah. then, like, Andy helps out, you know, at the at the record store. She knows how to run the bill. She knows how to use the machine. And then you've got Ayana who, who, who can be, like, the arm around her shoulder and say, like, everything's going to be okay. Your dad's not great, but I'm, you know, I, I'm here for you if you need anything. Uh, and the dress for prom. Um, yeah. She might be my favorite character. Uh, really? Of, well, of the whole movie, and then maybe top five characters of all time. <gasps> but that's Ooh. that's just me. I that's know. Big. That's just me. Wow. I know. I that's know. That's huge. I know. Okay, so, but, so all right, he, she's your favorite character, but is it her that you would identify most of the time when watching the movie? I mean, probably not, right? Like. Are you are you the Andy uh, of this world or the Ducky or who are you? Um, I think I started out as a Ducky when I first saw this mm-hmm. movie. Then in college, I probably turned into the Andy. Now mm-hmm. I am probably split because I do a lot of art between uh, both Andy and Iona Ayana. Mm-hmm. I'll say Iona. Um, or be 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 on the other side of the yeah yeah on the other in the other camp yeah I'll I don't be the Ayana yeah but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a Steph, I'm not a Benny, and I'm not a Blaine. That's for sure. Joe, are you the da- are you the dad, <laughs> Joe? 
<laughs> I think I actually might be the dad. That seemed like a pretty good life. Uh, th that he lives? Or, yeah. or you, his daughter yeah. makes him eggs and coffee and tells him what to do. Wakes him up in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was struck by how great of an actor he is. Mm -hmm. Oh, he rules. That guy rules. Yeah, I mean, just insane. First of all, he's already old in this movie. And you know, he like, you know, passed away sadly, but also happily because he was very old recently. Mm -hmm. So like whatever, 30 years, 35 years ago, he was already old. Like he already was on his way out. Like just looking at him, he just looks <laughs> so beat up. I don't he know. He just <laughs> is a little leathery. He looks like a dad out on his luck. Oh, but he's such a good actor. I, I just mm -hmm. couldn't like every scene he steals, right? Steals yeah. every scene. Yeah. His almost honest reactions. Yes. He's almost too good for any movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He plays it so grounded and real compared to like the scene with him on the lawn with Ducky. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, they're so unmatched acting wise. Harry yeah, Dean. It's just like there's so much simmering under him mm -hmm. in that conversation that you're like, Jesus, if we saw a 90 minute movie about you, mm -hmm. it would be heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. And I would oh. watch it. And I oh, would yeah. watch it. And because there also would be a lot of the mom, right? Andy's mom in the movie. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely dying. Like, in, despite the fact that we don't want to see a two-hour version of this movie, we still want to know a little bit more about Andy's mom, I feel mm -hmm. like. Joe? At least, I know Megan does, but... Uh, I'd like to see a picture of her. We saw the picture of her, Megan, yeah. right? Yeah, it's in the bedroom. Oh, okay. He puts yeah. it away, right? At some, like, a crucial point when he realizes um, uh, that it's time to say goodbye to, like his hope that she will come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His mini arc. Yeah. Pretty strange that it's not like a mom who passes, but it's just a woman who decided this life isn't for me. I'm leaving and just leaves her husband and daughter. And in three years, he still hasn't learned the size of Andy's shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. like, I mean, I, I don't have actually idea my husband's shoe size either. <laughs> And it's been longer than three years. So what do I know? But for some reason, that seemed like a, the point that he was supposed to be embarrassed about. But it's grief. Mm. Yeah. So you think he's depressed, right? Is that why oh. he's not getting out of bed, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's, he... Yeah. He's Ducky's possible future. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you, how do you think he's doing after the movie, Megan? Like, what do you think is... Like now that you know the the real life begins, like what, for, what for happens? the dad, he's for the dad, yeah. I think he actually got his act together because you kind of know he wants to. Like he, even though he didn't go to the job interview, he still acted like he did to make her proud. So I think that after coming to terms with the fact that you know she's not coming back, your wife's not coming back, I've moved on. It's time for you. That that he just needed that shake up and to realize that now he's about to lose his daughter and he's going to be by himself with the dog, he's got to do something. So I do think that in some some way he did get back on his feet. Uh, maybe not a great job, maybe not mm -hmm. one that, that pays super well, but one that he could probably, maybe at a grocery store. Maybe he could start mm -hmm. at a grocery Home store Depot. And, then, and then work Home his Depot. way up to manager or something. All right, yeah, yeah. No, I can see that for sure. I would have really liked if, the, if it had a post credit scene where a little nerdy guy comes up to him and says, hey, we're hiring over at in my new company, Apple Computers. <laughs> and I need a COO. 
<laughs> I'm choosing you for no good reason. It's like a job interview. You want. Or that job. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as far as the other Brat Pack movies, uh, I'm assuming this one is your favorite. Yeah, it's between probably this and Breakfast Club. I think Breakfast Club is its own treasure, but I didn't see it first. So that's why I probably have this one as my favorite. Yeah. Do you think there's any difference between the teen movies of that time and teen movies of this time in accuracy of the teen experience? Yeah, I don't know which ones I might have seen recently in or in terms of teen movies, but the um, Duff. Oh, I guess during COVID I watched the Duff. Yeah, um, and that uh, that I mean I'm at a different stage in my life, right? So like those movies, yeah, it's just, hard to say. But I do think that they're more like candy. I feel like teen movies these days are like everything's super easy and hand fisted or or, or hand fed. Um, Versus like, this is more of a drama than a comedy, I feel. And and the real conversations they have when they come up are so much deeper and richer and more like from an adult point of view. And I feel like teen movies these days are are more like, oh, well, we just need something that hits like this topic and great. So like, oh, here's the kissing booth. And granted, I've seen the first and second one. But OK, uh, it's high school. And let's have let's have. Oh, my gosh the guy and this girl kiss and then they fall in love. Uh, and it's kind of just like, that's it. Uh, versus this is like, this deals with, uh, you know, so many different types of relationships, um, like the dad and then Andy with, with two different people. And then I, Iona and then Steph, de- Steph dealing with his thing of dating this, the super, you know, uptight, you know, popular girl, but also he's going after Andy because mm-hmm. he's intellectually drawn to her versus, you know, and that that's a whole nother thing. Um, also, I think the best friend of Andy, the, the female best friend from gym class, I think she's just super cool, like smoking a cigarette in the class, sticking up. Yeah, more like, of her, please. Yeah, and, and like she wasn't afraid to tell the teacher, I hope her breasts shrivel up and fall off. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that's so much more fun than any of the sorry writers of current teen, you know, movies. But I think that's so much more fun. <laughs> I'd pitch um, the uh, sequel to this film is the Harry Dean Stanton hooks up with the shrivel breasts, uh, you know, character. <laughs> and it's like his life just uh, turns upside down. I would watch this for sure for 97 minutes. <laughs> I will give 97 minutes to see how that happens. How they have their their meat cute. Meat cute. <laughs> it will not involve computers. I can guarantee you that. I don't think that guy knows how to operate a computer. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Should we go to the ratings? Let's do it. And this is how they work. We're going to rate Pretty in Pink on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as our basis of the rating. So that something else can be another teen movie like The Duff or The Kissing Booth. Or it could even be in the experience of high school. The experience of high school was a 2 out of 10, but this movie made it seem so much better, so it's a 10 out of 10. And if that doesn't make sense, you can't really break the rating system, and me and Sasha will go first anyway. Mm. So cool. I'll go first. Why not? 
I'll rate this against another movie of the era that I saw recently, which was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I believe was a little bit before this by maybe five years or so, but I mm -hmm. could be making that up. I was surprised how intense that movie was in its themes of pregnancy, abortion, that mostly that. But I was like, holy hell. And I remember um, <laughs> I was watching it with my fiance's parents sidebar for this <laughs> shout out so watching it with them because uh, her dad really wanted to watch it which i think he regretted afterwards because he hadn't seen it in like 20 years and then was like oh man there's a lot of like stuff in this that <laughs> we're watching together <laughs> and i watch a lot of horror movies with the breasts and i think it's very funny right, to right. go puppies when there's breasts on the mm. screen my fiance <laughs> So in this, while watching this movie, somebody Famously. takes off their shirt and I Famous. yell, puppies, silent room. Aww, Just a silent room. Uh, so, uh, but I did think that movie was pretty powerful. Just a great, uh, just a great, like, just glimpse into Joe's life we're getting in this episode. Mm -hmm. That I watch a lot of horror movies and I yell, puppies, when I see breasts. I'm really doing well. I'm, uh, I'm basically the dad from the movie. Um, but I'll give that an eight out of 10. I think it was really powerful stuff. Uh, this movie, you know, I will say the one thing for me that doesn't work for it is I don't think the class stuff tracks as well as the gender and relationship stuff. It's as if they thought they were making a movie about classism while they had all this like kind of toxic masculinity and stuff happening that's like oh that's actually the thing you should be looking at and interrogating in this story not the class so and that's just time we'll do that to any movie but that being said what a fun watch i'm gonna give it nine out of ten Woo! wow it deserves its classic status for sure i did not watch it and think wow, people were kind of just like this movie. Now I was like, damn, that's that's a good teen movie. No puppies, though. So. No puppies. Uh, zero puppies in zero. this film. There's a dog. <laughs> they fall off. The puppies are wished <laughs> to fall off in this film. Um, I will compare this film to another. F I, I don't watch a lot of teen movies. Uh, but I saw a movie from 2019 called Tall Girl on netflix oh, yes tall girl got that i girl. Uh, i uh i enjoyed tall girl for what it was um it's like basically like you know she's being bullied because she's so tall oh and i think she is pretty tall but then in they shoot life, yeah. in real life yeah but i think they shoot the scenes like to make her like extra tall like she's like a giant like six five or six mm -hmm. seven or uh, so maybe like uh lord of the Rings style setups <laughs> absolutely yes. it's exactly what they they did they took it from um <laughs> and i enjoyed tall girl i like finished watching it which is a lot for me to say like for a 14 movie i give a tall girl uh, a six um there's just <laughs> i'm shocked you even watched that movie i'm really shocked are you gonna watch the sequel i think there's i think there's a tall yeah. girl too are you serious? Right I, it's either out or is coming out. Yeah. Oh my god! So somebody else watched it. Yes, I watched it. Ooh, we all did. No, I did not. Oh, interesting. But sixty-six percent um, of this this room right now has. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I I you know six I give six uh, uh, 
to tall girl. <laughs> Still don't know why I saw it. What, what happened to me? What was I on? <laughs> like, what was I doing? Um, and then I would say that um, I, you know, when I heard Pretty in Pink, I first didn't know I was worried it's some Reese Witherspoon movie. Honestly, like for Ooh. a while, I was just worried it's Reese Witherspoon because do not, I do not. And um, and then I watched it. And like immediately I started watching, I was like, this is great. And like, again, like I said, Jay would walk into the room, stand there and be like, how do you like it so far? And I was like, it's, it's good. It's good. I would give it an eight. Again, I, I was just enjoying the ride. I didn't feel bored. And um, I thought, you know, I thought it was a really nice grounded story. And as simple as the script is, um, you know, I, I don't I don't blame it for it. Like, it's good that it was so simple that you could just see all the stitches. But it was in a very, like, fashionable way, stitched together Ooh. in the script. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Thank you, thank you. Megan, most importantly, what about you? You know, I'm going to compare it next to a very similar movie of the same time, Some Kind of Wonderful. Um, this movie is for the Ducky fans that want the best friend to end up with you know, the friend, not to completely spoil the movie, but I just did. Um, mm. Except the thing is, I'm going to rate Pretty in Pink higher than Some Kind of Wonderful Ooh. because I don't like how the popular girl dumps the poor boy at the end just because she has switched her mind overnight and said, never mind, I'm good. So I'm going to rate Some Kind of Wonderful six. I think it has great style. I love the acting in it. Um, I love the actors in it, but I'm going to give Pretty in Pink um, a 9 out of 10, not because I just love it, but the music. All the music mm -hmm. is perfect music. for it. The music tells us how we're supposed to feel about the characters. The costumes are great. The art is great. And I got my three dude roommates to watch without any pee breaks this movie, which I think is a sign. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Big sign. Big, wow. Big sign. Amazing. Wow, Megan, thank you so much for bringing uh, Pretty in Pink on Shut Up, I Love It. Thanks for having me and thanks for watching it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, is there anything you'd like to share with the audience? Where can they find you on Instagrams, on the internet, uh -oh. and stuff like that? Yeah, I think my Instagram handle is at the Meg Reese. <laughs> Uh, this is how much I'm involved on it, as I think that's my name. Um, otherwise, yeah, I perform on a team called Honeymoon. We have the honor mm. of playing with Direct-to-Video, a team mm. I love dearly, at the clubhouse. Oh, them. Yes, just a, a little-known <laughs> team. Uh, you know, it's been a joy coming back from COVID and having a, a, some stage time at least once Absolutely. a month. And then other than that, uh, my voice can be heard on Thread Corner Podcast. Check it out, y'all. Joe, what's going on with you? You know, go to JoeCabello.com and check out my uh, online store for my comic book, Bottoms Up Hard Liquor. There's three issues out, and it's about a bottle of booze that melts your face and your skin and melts even melts a guy's dick off. <laughs> Big spoiler. <laughs> but not surprising. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing, amazing track. And thank you for listening. <laughs>